Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, the holidays are coming. Tough time for a lot of people. Yeah. We've got a fabulous woman who's one of our Open to Hope writers who's going to be talking to us about how do you make it through the holidays. So Heidi, would you like to introduce her? Well, I love her name because it's really appropriate for the show we're doing. Her name is Mary Joy. So she's going to talk to us about how she found joy again during the holidays. And like you said, we're going to talk, we're going to get tips and tools on how to make it through the holidays. And Mary is a licensed mental health counselor and life coach. She is no stranger to loss. She lost both of her parents. Her mother died in 2005. Her father died in 2011. And then unexpectedly and unfortunately, her brother died in 2015. Mary's also an Open to Hope writer, and she's got a lot of really amazing and great articles, tools, and tips on our Open to Hope site for anyone that wants to go in and read her things. Well, Mary, you know, in reading through things and the things that you've done, one of the things that um, impressed me uh, was your talking about how you found out how debilitating it was to put your own needs behind you and, and put other people in front and really devoted yourself. And apparently, uh, I get the impression that you got fairly um, kind of debilitated or burned out. Burnout is exactly the word. That's actually a medical diagnosis. And, and, and really in the the um, layman's terms, it's compassion fatigue. You just give to you give out. I was in a PhD program. I, I stopped that. I learned to reframe everything, but also uh, I did. I mean, I think that, that taking care of my parents who were both ill and I don't have any children and my brother was in a different state that I did. I did everybody said you did the right thing. And I said, no, I did the only thing I could live with for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And I did, I did have to finally ask for help. And then your brother passed away in 2015 just three years ago, yes. and you are the last of your family members, and we've got the holidays coming up. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, it, it's odd because things work out, but this morning, like Thanksgiving, um, was my family's favorite holiday because we were all cooks, and we used to make lavish meals to take to the homeless shelter, and this is long before it was something that was popular to do. We just, that was something that we did from the time I was probably eight years old to to almost 30 when the shelter closed. And, and so I just took some food to the shelter here today. So I honor it in the way I can. I'm not making lavish meals, but I am. I, I looked at their list of needs and did that because to me, that's a way to honor the loss and to help people who are still here. It, it moves me forward. It moves me out of my own thoughts. Heidi and I have found that reaching out to other people seems to be part of the beginning of getting out of your law, you know, moving out. Yes. And the other, but the other thing that I really like is you did a ritual that was what your family did yes. to celebrate the holiday. I, I just I, modified it. I modified it. So I don't, I no longer reach out and give out until I burn out. I, I did what I could. 
I know one thing would be to stay in touch with your body this holiday. Oh, absolutely. I'll tell you that I practice that in my practice. There's this thing in your body called the vagus nerve. And when you're emotional, it sets off your um, nerve, the vagus nerve. I'll make this real simple. It's the thing that makes your heart pound, your hands shake, your heart race, um, short of breath. The same thing that takes your breath away that's wonderful also makes you not able to breathe when you're panicking. So I tell people, stay in touch with your body. Your emotions kick that off. So the, the calmer you stay physically, the better you are to self-care mentally. Because people who give till they give out don't pay attention to their own body. Okay, That's now why caregivers often pass away before people they no. care for. I'm flying to California on Christmas Day to spend time with um, someone who was a second mother to me. She was a licensed mental health. She was a licensed mental health counselor. She's 91, so wow. we're going to celebrate with her. And she was. I grew up with her and the whole family. So I'm an extended member of that family, and so appreciative for them. Your friends are so important. When you're early on in grief, and I'll just, I'll be a little bit clinical, you have something that's called acute stress disorder. I'm glad I experienced it when my brother passed away, because had I not experienced it, I couldn't say this without being heartfelt. Mm -hmm. Your body, mind and spirit are gonna fight you and tell you, stay in, stay alone, go nowhere, do nothing. It's trying to keep you safe. <laughs> Your brain's trying to keep you safe. Don't let anybody else hurt you. I can't, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to see anyone. I understand that. However, please go out a little bit. Please be with someone a little bit. Please, if you don't, you know, if you're used to baking 10 sheets of cookies, you don't have to do that. You can just buy store-bought cookies and bring them. Just be with other people just be in a conversation. I know when both my parents were passing away, they weren't gone yet. And I hope that this reaches somebody. I feel like it's going to touch someone out there. I knew from being a therapist that if I was around healthy people, it would help reset my brain. I wouldn't feel happy and healthy, but I live close to Disney World. So I would go to the free part of Disney World and just sit and watch people enjoying life so that my brain could believe that I could enjoy life again. And I have been to Disney World many times since then. And I am going to Disney World next week with my same friends I'm going to California with. So um, it's, it's, if you don't feel like going, you don't have to stay for the whole party. You don't have to stay for the whole meal, but don't stay home alone. It's so much worse. Just be with someone. As long as they're not toxic, I, I will put that in there. But you have to be with people even just for a little bit. Break traditions to create traditions. Creating new things in your life. Yes, like this Christmas. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever gone to California. And for some reason, it's hit me harder this year than most years that my brother's gone. And I have no idea why. It's hitting you this year. You know, I, I think that's one thing that people that are watching and listening need to realize. You never know when it's going to hit you, right? Never. No. No. You never know. You don't need to know, and you don't need to know how it's going to work out. So the moment I started to feel that holiday angst kick in, I said, I made plans. I got a plane reservation, and I said, I, I'm, I've been invited. I'm going to say yes. So it's not just about saying no to other people. It's about saying yes to yourself. Even yeah. if you don't feel like it sometimes, um, on any budget, you can accept an invitation. And you can also tell them, I'm hurting 
so I may not stay long. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yep. Yeah. And yep. I've done that many times. You know, I'm not, I'm not the best of company. You know, I'll put the heat on myself. I'm not the best of company. I'm hurting a bit, but I'd love to, to come. And then I just don't stay as long. You can bow out gracefully and graciously. The other thing that we hear people saying all the time is, you know, we want people to acknowledge our brothers and sisters and parents that have died, but we don't feel strong enough to do that. And we're afraid that nothing's going to be said. Sometimes people go into a holiday party and nothing is said. Yes. So what would you tell, what advice would you have for people out there that, that want some acknowledgement to be made? People either gloss over it or talk about it too much. And somewhere in balance is the correct thing. It's just saying, I'm hurting. Thank you for asking. I'm doing the best I can. Or if you're in abject pain, say, I'm really in pain. Just be honest and open but beware with whom you share. We put out something like a rose on the table or something just to remind everybody, but we don't say anything. And then Heidi's got great ideas about a toast, right, Heidi? Well, you know, we always say if, if, you're, if you're not strong enough to do a toast, get a trusted friend there that will acknowledge who died and, and do a toast for you and let them know in advance yes. you say a toast in honor of my brother. Yes. Just, you know, his name is, is being spoken because what we find a lot, and you'll appreciate this, Mary, is that people think, oh, if we don't say anything, maybe they'll forget or it'll, they'll maybe forget if anything happened. Right. <laughs> so crazy, right? Because of course I'm not going to forget my mother died. We, we yeah. want people to say their names. We, we, that, you know, that's, that's a good thing. Yes. Right. Yes. Oh, yes. I think that, I don't think people realize how hard it is to go from fragility to stability. And when people say, aren't you over that by now? Um, no, and you wouldn't be either, but you can't say it that way. Right. Uh, and it depends on the friend, on what you can and can't say. I mean, know who you're speaking to. But really, and, and if anybody ever says to me again, or to anybody that ever comes in my office, there's a reason for everything. Mm -hmm. No, there isn't. I mean, death is a horrible hurdle. It's mm -hmm. a horrific rite of passage. There is no sense in this. There's just purpose in moving moving not you can't ever get over it but you can get through it and but you have to go into it before you come out on that other side what about your first holiday do you remember your first christmas your first thanksgiving i had a combination of, of grief and relief and i'm going to speak to the compassion fatigued out there um i had been cooking cleaning I also had relief that i wasn't cooking all of mom's recipes and doing everything i was breaking those traditions and I, I put away the recipes and never again. And then I went to my friend's house. I have two sets of really close friends and I went to their house and, and um, you know, I, I said, this is a recipe I'll keep. It's from my godmother. I told the story of it. I honored my godmother and, and my mom that we all cooked it through the years. And I just used that one vehicle to honor my mom because she loved food. Holidays and grief and alcohol can get really not mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just, just beware. Uh, I always tell people don't drink when you're sad or mad and watch out when you're glad. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yes, everything in moderation. Yes. Because alcohol, it relieves pain in the short term, gives the brain dopamine. It also causes, it's a depressant. So alcohol relieves your pain in the short term because it's, a, it's like gives dopamine to the brain. So short-term relief, 
long-term grief because it makes you sadder, more depressed, and more anxious. We want to thank you for being on the show, and we want to thank you for the joy and for the wonderful <laughs> articles you've given to Open to Hope. Uh, you well, you know, thank you for Open to Hope, because I'll get teary-eyed now, and, and not about my brother. When I lost my brother, and I went looking for, you know, loss of a sibling article, because I was a therapist, and I... I took six weeks off. I, I finally did. When I went looking for articles, I found your website. Mm -hmm. And it helped me so much because I said, here's people who understand, who aren't placating. But thank you for Open to Hope because um, it gave me hope, it gave me help in, in a way that I could never seem possible. And I, and I wanted to give back to it because it, it, it gave so much to me. So thank you. Thank you all very much. You're welcome. I'm so glad, Mary, that it gave you hope, and you're definitely giving us hope today. So thank you for being on our show. Thank you. Yes, thank you for so much, and we want to wish you uh, the best during this holiday. You need to take care of yourself. Stay in touch with your body, as we've said. Uh, as uh, Mary has said, reach out. Let your friends help you. Modify. You know, do whatever you need to do, and and maybe you just take a, a trip to California. <laughs> And Heidi and I and uh, Mary want to remind all of you uh, that if you've lost hope this holiday season, please lean on ours until you find your own, and God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.